Welcome to Legacy Fundraising Chat, where we talk about everything legacy-related to help you as a fundraiser generate more interest amongst your supporters in legacy giving. I'm your host, Sunita Godu, founder of Persuasion and Legacy Marketer, providing consultancy, training, coaching, and interim legacy support to small to medium-sized charities. I'm delighted that the National Free Wills Network is sponsoring my podcast. They allow you to offer your supporters a free solicitor written will anywhere in the UK, and the charity receives full measurable results. With 15 years of experience and over 500 million raised in future income for charities, the network can help charities of all shapes and sizes launch and maximise their legacy programmes. To find out more, visit nationalfreewills.net. Hello listener, welcome to episode 28, Legacy In-House Training Series, part one of a two-part series. And at the time of releasing this on the 12th of April, 2023, it will be exactly one year since I released the first episode on Legacy Fundraising Chat. So thank you so much for being a loyal listener. And if you haven't had a chance to listen back to all the other 27 episodes, um, I can guarantee that there's something to learn from each one. So today's episode, what you first need to know. The reason I'm covering this is because I get a lot of requests about delivering training and how to train people across a charity to talk about legacies. This episode does tie in really nicely with a five-step approach I've put together on how to have legacy conversations in episode 20. So listen back to that. If you're trying to train a team on legacies that are so removed from fundraising that it just doesn't feel natural to them. So what we're first going to do, we're going to think about audience within your organisation. So today we're going to cover operational staff or frontline service delivery colleagues. And within that, We're going to include volunteers that are on the front line, trustees, the board, fundraising in terms of the wider fundraising team and fundraising volunteers. So we really need to think about the audience because as enthusiastic as we are about legacies, not everyone is going to feel the same way. And there are a number of barriers that prevents a charity from creating a culture where asking for legacies is the norm and considered not only important, but fundamental to the longevity of your charity. So let's look at frontline staff operational teams and we're including volunteers within this. So they're naturally going to be protective of the charity's beneficiaries. If they don't have a good relationship with you or the wider fundraising team, the harder it is to get buy-in from them or get them even interested in legacies, simply because they don't see why they should be asking for money. It's not what they signed up for. It may not even be mentioned in their job description. And let's face it, They don't want to be trained. They may not even have the confidence. And naturally, nobody wants to upset anyone and they maybe do not want to get it wrong. So their way of dealing with that is to push back. And frankly, they could be too busy. 
Let's look at your trustee board. Now, the important thing about your board is that they really do need to be on board. You do need their support. My experience is that support and enthusiasm for legacies varies massively from board to board. Some charities are completely run by volunteers as well as the board and they're very involved and I've trained these types of organisations to have those conversations and they want to have those conversations. They want to be equipped to talk to their donors about giving in this way. Now, other boards want to understand the rationale for investment and what the return is likely to be. So it's really about understanding where are they absolutely coming from. So the next audience, let's look at your fundraising team. Ideally, you all want to share the same goals or key performance indicators, KPIs, when talking about legacies. And where appropriate, can you get this included into everybody's job description to ensure that legacies really does get the attention that it absolutely deserves? Once you have goals that are all aligned and you all understand each other's goals and objectives and what they are, legacies will naturally integrate into the wider fundraising team. Integration is the absolute key. Legacies really cannot be an add-on or an afterthought because it will just get forgotten or be a half-hearted approach. So let's look at fundraising volunteers. Now, depending on their role within that fundraising capacity, what they do, you'll want to get them legacy trained. For example, A collection tin volunteer may not necessarily have the opportunities to have conversations. So you may not necessarily want to equip them with how to have those conversations, but perhaps you do want to give them some legacy inquiry leaflets so they have those available. Volunteers that give talks in the community for donations should definitely include points about legacies as well and they should know how to answer those questions. Now, community fundraisers that organise events are also a way of looking at where you could incorporate legacy as part and activity. For example, in thank you cards that they're sending to event attendees. So when we're looking at these groups, you really want to know what their thoughts and feelings are around legacy giving to your charity and how they feel about asking people to consider leaving a legacy and your training needs to adapt to each of these groups. This is why I approach training in a number of different ways. There is no one size that fits all and there are no off-the-shelf training courses that I offer in this area. The training correlates to what these groups have told me. In some cases, I never even call it legacy training. I might refer to it as a workshop or a planning session. I really think it's worth taking the time to think through your audience and explore with them some of the challenges and barriers that I've highlighted. Then in the next episode, 
episode 29, we will go into the different format of training you can offer. So takeaways for this episode are, write down who your audiences are for your legacy in-house training. And why do you think they would benefit from this extra training? Number two, think through what sort of challenges and opportunities there are to talk about legacies and integrate that into their roles. And number three, discuss these with them. That's all I have for this episode, but could you do me a favour? If you have gained something useful from this episode or any of my other content, would you please share my podcast with at least one other person? I am on a mission to make legacy fundraising accessible for charities of all sizes, and I need your help to do that. And if you want to hear more about how I work with charity clients, you can subscribe to my monthly e-newsletter via my website which is persuasion.org.uk. Thank you so much for tuning in to Legacy Fundraising Chat, brought to you by Persuasion, providing consultancy training and coaching to help fundraisers just like you. Thank you for everything that you do for your charitable organisation and the third sector, making it an inspiring place to work. I'm your host, Sunita Gudu, championing your legacy fundraising efforts.